summary of the Sikha. In regards to the mitzvah of Hakil, which is associated with Sukkot, because it happened on the first day of Cholomite Sukkot, we find something different than any other mitzvah. In this mitzvah of Hakil, the children are also included into the mitzvah. Hakil is a noshim, noshim, v'ataf, you should gather together, men, women, and children as well. Generally, we don't find that children are included as an obligation in mitzvahs, but in this case, it is so. What does it mean to say that the children are obligated to come? What does that mean? You can't say that children have an obligation. It's difficult to say because it's the parents that have to bring the children. And as actually the Gemara says, that why do they come? Taf loma boim. In order to give reward to the, to the ones who bring them. So we see it's really the, the parents' obligation to bring the children. And if that's the case, that it's only the parents' obligation to bring the children, that we would have an interesting thing, that if there are certain people that are exempt from coming to Hakil, like a blind person or a deaf person, so what happens if there is a child that is deaf or blind? Do they have to be brought to Hakil? If it were their own mitzvah, so then if they were an adult, they wouldn't have to come as a blind person, so then as a child they shouldn't have to come either. But if it's only their parents' obligation to bring them, so then they do have to be brought because the parents are not blind or deaf. So what's the difference if the child is blind? It's the parents' obligation to bring them. Then they would have to come. But according to this, we have to understand what it says in the Gemara Masech Kedushim, where it says that in, if it hadn't said in the Pasuk that the women should come, the Gemara says we would learn it from a Kalvachaymer anyway. We'd know that the women have to come from a Kalvachaymer from the children. If the Tfeilim, the young children, are obligated to come, the women are not obligated. Of course they're obligated. But according to the way we just explained it, that it's not really the children's obligation to come, it's really the parents' obligation to bring them. So then what's the Kalvachaymer? The, 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 the children are not obligated to come. What does the Gemara mean? The children are obligated. They're not obligated. And what kind of a Kalvachimer is it? The women have to come. But the children have to be brought by their parents. So there's no Kalvachimer. Some want to say that there's a difference between... There's two categories of children. There are children which have reached the age of Chinuch. So they already understand what has to be done. And therefore they have to come. They, they get something out of it. And they also have an obligation to come. But then there is the infants, which have absolutely no understanding at all, no responsibility at all. They have to be brought by their parents. And it's only about the parents bringing them. So therefore, when the Gemara says that the children are obligated to come, it means the older children, the ones that are, uh, you know, they have reached the age of Chinuch. And the, one, the other Gemara which says that it's only to bring a reward for the parents is talking about the very young children. But it's difficult to say that because even the idea of Chinuch, nobody can, you can't say that the children are obligated in the Chinuch. It's still the parents are obligated to educate their children. So it still doesn't become the obligation of the children. And another difficulty that would come out from this separation, you know, division between the two, differentiation between the two categories of children, it would come out that the very young children who it's only the parents' obligation to bring them. So what happens if it's a deaf child, a baby that's deaf or blind, God forbid? 
So then the parents have to bring him anyway because it's the it, the baby doesn't exempt himself because he's not obligated, therefore has to be brought. Whereas a child that higil chinuch and is blind or deaf because it's his own obligation, he would not have to come. And we don't find anywhere that this should be said that a child that is very young and blind has to come anyway, and a child that is older and blind doesn't have to come. We don't find anything like that at all. So therefore, it's difficult to say that that's what the answer is. So in order to understand this, we have to see what the beginning of that, where it says, why were the children brought to give uh, to give reward to their to the ones who brought them? That starts with something. Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah says something before he says that. He says, if the men came, it's in order to learn. If the women came, it's in order to hear. Why did the children come? To give reward to their parents. The question is, why is Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah saying, if the men came, it's to learn. If the women came, it's to hear. That's in the Pesach itself. What is he teaching by saying that? He doesn't say anything new by saying that. That was actually said in the Pesach. And Rashi actually, in the way he, the Rashi explains this pasuk, he divides it into three separate things. He says the pasuk says ha-noshim. So Rashi quotes the word anoshim and he says to learn. Then he quotes the word hanoshim, noshim. It says Rashi says lishmaya, and then it says hataf. So Rashi says why are the children brought in order to? give reward to the ones who brought them. So it seems that Rashi says that there's something important about Hanoshim Lilmoid. Hanoshim Lishmoya. He makes a separate thing out of it, not as an introduction. One would say, Rabbi might simply be saying, I can understand why the men come. I can understand why the women come. But why are the children coming? But it seems that Rashi is making much more of it than that. It's not just an introduction to the question, why are the children coming? He separates the Rashis into three separate Rashis to explain each one independently. So what is it that he's explaining by the men coming to learn, the women coming to, to hear? So the explanation is this. The mitzvah of Hakil the way the Torah spells it out, is really a mitzvah not on each individual person, but rather on the king. Hakel, gather together. It doesn't say that we should arrive in the Beis Amigdash. It says, gather together all the people, the men, women, and children. The king has to gather them together. What is the, point, what is the purpose of gathering them together? In order that you should teach them and inspire them so that they will learn and they will hear and that they will know and they will fulfill. That's the purpose of the whole gathering. That's what the Pasig is saying. Lishmoya, Lilmaid, is not enough is not the mitzvah for the people that arrive, it's the mitzvah to the king. Make them hear, make them is learn, so that they will be inspired to be Yerushamayim, to fear Hashem and do the mitzvahs. So the whole mitzvah of Hakil is to the king. What's the role of the Yidin, of the individual Yidin? The king is able to, you will be helpful to the king by gathering so that he can fulfill his mitzvah. That's from the Torah's perspective. Comes along Rabbi Lozab and Azariah, and he says, if the men come, what are they coming for? To learn. If the women come, what are they coming for? To hear. What is he teaching? He's teaching two things. 
first of all, that it's not just that the men are there as a tool for the king to be able to feel, fulfill his mitzvah. He says that the Torah is also giving you a, or at least the Rabbanan, there is, the Torah Shavuot teaches that there is more to the obligation of the men and the women. They become personally responsible to also attend at the Hakil gathering. Not just help, be helpful to the king, he needs a gathering, make sure you're there. It becomes incumbent on every year that they should attend the meeting, that they should be there at the Hakil. It's a personal responsibility for the men and the women. Similar to what the Ran says, that the mitzvah of having children is an, a mitzvah that is directed at the men. The men have an obligation to have children. Women do not have an obligation to have children. But, the Ran says, that a woman also has a mitzvah when she has a child because she helps her husband. She becomes part of the mitzvah of her husband to have a child. So therefore she's also in, included in the mitzvah. But, she's still not obligated to have the child. She becomes part of the mitzvah, so she has a mitzvah. By Hakel it goes even further. Not only do we become part of the king's mitzvah, but it's also an obligation to us to attend the Hakel gathering. A second thing he says, it's not just that the king is gathering the people in order that they will be inspired to go forward and to be good, decent yidden. He says, the purpose, you have an obligation to come, the men will come and learn, the women will come and hear. That's part of what the purpose of the gathering is for the men and for the women. That's what he's machadish by saying those two things. So now his question comes up, so if that's what the men are there for, and that's what the women are there for, what are the children there for? They're not able to learn, they're not able to hear. What's the second dimension to be part of the kakel gathering? They are part of the hakel gathering, the, the ch children as well. But the question is, what, are their, what is the secondary thing? Like the men have the sec and the women have the secondary thing of being now obligated to come and to learn and to hear. What is the obligation? What is, how are the children included in that? Why are they there? And what is their secondary obligation? So he says, for that, there is no secondary obligation for children. They, they're not able to be obligated to do anything, and therefore, it's only for the parents. So now we can understand the two separate Gemaras and what they're talking about. The Gemara that says that the, the children are obligated, he's talking about the children, everyone has to be gathered to the Hakel gathering. If the Torah hadn't said that the women should also be gathered, we would know, just as the children have to be gathered, and there's an obligation on the king to bring them, so of course he has to bring the women too, of course the women have to be gathered as well. And that makes sense. But then in the second, in the other Gemara, it's talking about the secondary thing. Now that we've explained that the men and the women also have an obligation of their own to come, what's the point of bringing the children? So the answer to that is, that's only for the adults. That's only to give reward to the adults. To explain this, according to Chassidus, why we find this thing, that on the one hand, the children have to come as well, everybody has to come, but on the other hand, it's the king's mitzvah rather than the, than the individual's mitzvah. The answer is, the purpose of the gathering is, in order to bring out the Nekudas HaMunah, to bring out faith, 
Faith is something which comes from the essence of the soul. And therefore, everyone is equal to the, to the essence of the soul, and as including children, even infants. And therefore, inf- like b'nei maminim, b'nei maminim, faith begins from, uh, from the beginning, from the start. And therefore, for the king to inspire faith, everybody has to be there, even children. Only a king can inspire faith because he is the he is the heart of the Jewish people. He is what can bring out that deep uh, seated faith. Only he can reveal it. It's not an individual's ability within the individual's ability to be able to bring themselves to reach the essence of the soul. It takes somebody like the king, the neshama klolis, the the uh, central neshama of all the Eden that can bring it out. So it ha- it's the king's mitzvah, and everybody has to be part of it. Then comes along Teirah Shabbat, Rabbi Lozim and Azariah, and he says, you can't leave it buried in the essence of your soul. You also have to bring it down into your daily life. You have to act on that essence of your soul. You have to re- the king revealed it for you, but now you have to bring it down to the to day-to-day life. And that is not the king's job. That is something that you personally have to do. Every person is different in that matter. The men have one job, the women have another job. What that means really is there are different roles in the Jewish community, hundreds or thousands of different levels of roles that everybody has their own role and how to bring it down. So there, there is a difference between people and how they have to react to this. And it's the job of each individual becomes the responsibility of each individual. And therefore the Rebbe says, it's very important that we should bring together, especially on Sukkot in the year of Hakel, and I guess in any time, that even if there are Yidin which are in the category of children, they haven't learned yet, they haven't done yet, they don't know Yiddishkeit, they're not even in the category that you can educate them because they don't get the whole thing. Bring them together. Bring them into a gathering of Yidin. When there's ten Yidin together, the Shekhinah is there. The Shekhinah will have its impact on them. And this will, uh, when we have these gatherings and we uh, inspire Yidin, this will lead to the great gathering that will be when Mashiach comes and we will gather in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, together with Mashiach Tzidkenu, the true king, and we will have a real Hakel, and it should be soon.